Hello and welcome to the Feeling Good Podcast. I am your host, Fabrice Nye, and joining me here in the Murrieta Studios is Dr. David Burns. Hi, David. Hi, Fabrice. Dr. David Burns has been a pioneer in the development of cognitive therapy, and he is the creator of the new team therapy. He is the author of Feeling Good, which has sold over 5 million copies in the United States and has been translated into over 20 languages. He is an emeritus adjunct clinical professor of psychiatry at the Stanford University School of Medicine. This is episode 51 of the Feeling Good podcast, and this is our um, third and last uh, segment of the live session with Marilyn. Um, This is going to be really interesting because we're moving on to the methods. And uh, um, one thing that I, I noticed is that Um, Matt and David, you you spent the majority of uh, this uh, segment uh, going through the mood journal uh, and doing the identification of the distortions and what you call the straightforward technique or talkback where you you find the uh, the positive side of uh, the reframing. And uh, only later did you um, start using some other uh, techniques like the double standard technique, uh, and the externalization of voices. In fact, I feel like, you know, the externalization of voices is kind of like your your favorite technique, David, and the double standard is your favorite technique, Matt. So it, you had like <laughs> this uh, little debate between the two of you of uh, uh, what technique would be used uh, uh, first. Uh, and then uh, at the end of, uh, of this segment, uh, you're also doing a little bit of relapse prevention, which is a really important part of, of the team CBT model. Um, normally, this would take probably a, a, an entire session, but you know we're tacking it on to this session in this case. Um, and it, and we, we did a, a podcast recently on relapse prevention. Um, so people already have a sense of what that is. Maybe you, you want to um, say a, a few words about this? About relapse prevention? Yeah. Well, I, I always feel concerned that if uh, an individual experiences even a very profound recovery in a brief period of time in therapy, that it would be a disservice to them uh, if their expectation leaving uh, that experience was that they they had maintained a, a, a perfect state of mind that would be enduring, that they would never again uh, suffer from uh, depression or anxiety, uh, because that's unrealistic. And then when they do have a, a, a relapse, it would catch them off guard, uh, that, and then they would feel even more hopeless. Mm-hmm. And in uh, clinical work, oftentimes I'll uh, have a patient come in who's already done fantastic uh, work. Maybe they've done exposure to overcome a, a phobia, and then their phobia has come back, but they were never informed that they had to maintain their work. They had to continue to face their fears uh, over time. Uh, in order to keep the phobia at at bay. And so they thought that the therapy wasn't effective. And and really, they just needed to keep uh, keep facing that fear. You know, if you've got a bridge phobia, uh, you know, you you overcome it pretty easily in a single session. But then you have to drive over a bridge once a day for a week and once once a week for a month and, and then probably monthly or every two months or that phobia will come back. Yeah. Um, another another way to look at the relapse prevention training 
from the point of view, that's a great example, and so true for anxiety, from de from depression, when people come with depression, like you, Marilyn, they're often in, into all or nothing thinking, and they're negative thoughts, I'm a loser, I'm no good, I'm defective, I'm a failure, I've never had an intimate relationship, whatever the thoughts are, so they see themselves as a zero, with the all or nothing thinking. But then in the course of the session, they realize these are distortions, and they recover, and you tend to feel euphoric and you go to the all of the all or nothing thinking mm. you say now i'll be happy forever my problems are solved i'm worthwhile after all and you may even be feeling that right now that once you get to enlightenment it feels so obvious and easy you can't imagine how you'd ever be other than, than the way you are right now yeah. and so if you don't prepare the patient for relapse it, they feel like the rug has been pulled out from under them and the therapist loses all credibility and some people get so despondent they can become suicidal at that at that point mm -hmm. thinking that all that improvement was a fluke and when you go from a euphoric feeling like you're probably in a pretty heady mm -hmm. place right right now mm -hmm. uh, at the at the end of the, uh, the session and then when you send, when the patient suddenly relapses three weeks later or a day later or a month a month later, the the shock is tremendous because the contrast. See, if you've been depressed for weeks or months or years, you got used to it and gave up on yourself. And then if you suddenly say, "Wow, it is possible for me to feel great joy and intimacy and worthwhileness," oh, this is wonderful. And then that bad thing comes slaps you and comes comes back as it always yeah. will and you're not prepared for it it can be pretty devastating the good news is if you prepare patients for it uh with the method we'll illustrate in this segment is is, is in my experience has been has been very effective yeah and that's a higher level of recovery when a patient has experienced a relapse and then use yeah. that method on their own to get back on track then they feel so confident because they don't they don't even have to be afraid of relapse after that yeah exactly I like to think of it as, uh, you know, when you fall in love with someone, you feel like you'll never fall out of love. And mm. sure enough. You do? Well, <laughs> I don't know about you, David, but... <laughs> um, a couple of things about uh, this, uh, this segment. So, um, you know, for people who have uh, looked at the recovery circle, this has been presented in the previous podcast... Um, you know, you have the first four techniques, and we've talked about uh, empathy and agenda setting. But the next ones are identifying the distortion and the straightforward technique. And, you know, we often talk about those as you know, basic techniques, not the most powerful. Uh, we, we sometimes even downplay them. But they seem to have been really effective in, in this case. That's exactly right. And, and uh, the, in the old days, before I had the paradoxical agenda setting developed, and I was just doing traditional cognitive therapy, they weren't very effective. I mean, I would say people would I find six distortions in their thoughts, and then it was like pulling teeth to get them to, to crush the thought with an you know, with yeah. challenge it with a positive yeah. thought, and it would take weeks or months sometimes. But now, when you do the paradoxical agenda setting uh, and the patient's resistance is gone, sometimes you just get one or two distortions. The patient spontaneously comes up with a positive thought that crushes the negative thought, and you'll see that in this segment. And so we actually never got around to identifying most of the distortions in Marilyn's thoughts because just one or two distortions, and she jumped in there and, and clobbered the negative thought. That's right. I, I, I With the straightforward technique. Yes, 
So you're you're blending two methods at the same time. Yeah. And you know, and also every time that Marilyn would come up with a a reason why her thinking was distorted, you'd say write it down. Yeah. So everything that she came up with was uh, was written into her daily mood log. Yeah. Um, the the other thing um, was. Um, I don't know if people got what you said right now, but it was re- re- really important and really mm-hmm. powerful, I thought. And before I had the paradoxical agenda setting, I used to, in workshops, I would say, you always want to do the straightforward technique early on, but it's only worked twice in my career. So you mm-hmm. just do it to fail and get on to the next technique. And I used to teach it that way and say, you'll see why the patient can't talk back to their own negative thoughts because they'll come up with really lame, positive thoughts. Yeah. Now the straightforward technique works almost all the time. It's 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 been a night and day right. a, a change that the patients themselves can usually come up with powerful positive thoughts that are 100% true and that crush the negative thoughts. It's almost too bad I really liked using the methods. I do. I know. I know. <laughs> and it does make the therapy seem almost ridiculously easy. It goes by too quick. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm going to repeat myself again, but I always say this, is that uh, the agenda setting part is the really revolutionary part of yeah. Team CBT, because that is what makes the whole thing work. Yeah. You know, some people may be familiar with motivational interviewing, which has some similar aspects. And it's all about taking the paradoxical side of, uh, of the, the resistance. Um, also, at some point I noticed that you know, there was a lot of humor being interjected into into the the session, and uh, I mean, you you had uh, Marilyn cracking up, <laughs> and this was quite a departure from the way this all started, and and I noticed, especially you, David, you're you're very good at humor, sometimes too good because it throws me off track, <laughs> um, but how, how do you um, put that into? I don't know if this can even be taught. Uh, I don't know if it can be taught either, and and I don't think all therapists would necessarily be able or need to use humor. You need to use your own personality, and we're all different. But I find that humor can be an affectionate way of connecting Mm -hmm. with with a patient. Now, you have to be careful, because if you say something zany and the patient starts sobbing uncontrollably, then then the humor was not very effective, and you better not do that. And there's times when you don't want to use humor. Like if the patient is angry with you, and then you use humor, it's like discounting their anger and being disrespectful but uh you know i've been doing these trauma workshops for the past two or three years so i've probably done 50 live demonstrations like today with someone who's had severe trauma and horrible things i mean people have been raped and just all kinds of whatever you can imagine i've had patients who who were doing the live demos who've had that and in most of those live demonstrations we there was a lot of laughter and and uh and it's and it allowed me to get closer to to the patient in in, in a way and i i the, my way of doing it is just to make a nutty comment just to be uninhibited enough to say something outrageous and goofy that's how i do how how i do humor and for some reason it seems to be endearing in 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 many like the story about uh, god <laughs> Uh, came to me in a vision, <laughs> and, uh, and and I think laughter helps us not take ourselves so 
so seriously. It's a kind of a natural antidote to these negative thoughts when we're so serious with ourselves and beating up on ourselves for, for every little flaw. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit of a technical point here for people who are not as familiar with uh, their model is um, when when you started working in the Mood Journal, you kind of extracted some new negative thoughts out of Maryland. Like, for example, when uh, you looked at, um, uh, um, you know, I'm going to die sooner rather than later, David, you said, well, that's a fact. How is that a problem that it's a fact? Yeah, well, you don't want to put a, a fact or an emotion in the negative thoughts column. The the fact goes up at the top of the daily mood log, the upsetting event. It is an upsetting event that you have lung cancer and you are going to die in all likelihood sooner sooner than later. So you, there's no distortions really in, in that. But what we can say is, why is that upsetting to you? What's what's the interpretation? See, the cognition, the negative thoughts, the negative cognitions, that's the interpretation of the event that, that creates the pain. So that's why I was saying, if that were true, what would it mean to you? Why would it be upsetting to you? And then Marilyn came up with three uh, really good Thoughts that contained a lot of distortions. Listeners will hear that in this segment that we were able to challenge and defeat those those thoughts. And so that's the implementation of the the individual downward arrow, which we've seen in a previous podcast. Oh, so that's that, a good point. That will give people a live experience of how you're using that. Yeah. yeah. Another aspect of that is that you can have uh, frequently I'll see uh, questions on showing up as cognitions on the daily mood log. And it's useful to translate the questions. They're usually should statements in disguise. Right. So if I've got a thought, why, why does this always happen to me? Oh, yeah. I'm really telling myself this shouldn't always be happening yeah. to me. And if we have a question, then we'll try to answer the question rather than refute the, the statement. Yeah. Um, and similarly, if you have statements on the mood log, uh, sometimes there, there are hidden should statements in there. Like I have cancer but shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. It's just unfair. Shouldn't yeah. happen. I shouldn't ha- yeah, I right. didn't deserve exactly. it. Yeah. yeah. Is this our last uh, recording uh, dialogue about the segment? Yes, it about is. About the, the, the ther- live therapy? Yes. I had just one quick thing that crossed my mind, maybe somewhat inappropriate, but you mentioned, Matt, that because you're, you're using the team therapy, you're, you've been uh, struggling and having to work at Drager's grocery store bagging groceries because you're... Patients. I kind of enjoy it, though, yeah. David. It's, <laughs> it adds a lot of meaning to my life. Your patients are getting better so fast. I sometimes get good tips. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that, that, I'm just teasing, but I know that uh, you, you need tremendous volume of patients because they recover so fast. You don't hang on to patients for years and years. But uh, if, if any of the listeners were here in the Bay Area or wanted to come here for an intensive, would, would they be able to you know, contact, contact you if they wanted to, to work with you? Or? Absolutely. I, I'm happy to uh, shamelessly plug my, my uh, website. Ahead, yes. <laughs> it's uh, MatthewMayMD.com. And you can uh, schedule a free 15-minute phone uh, call just to see if uh, the problem that you're experiencing is one that would be amenable to the uh, methods and treatment that I offer. Yeah. And yeah, I hope hope you'll give me a call. Yeah, and I apologize if that seems commercial. We had no plan to do that, but that just popped in, into my mind, and it, it just seems natural that mm-hmm. uh, you know 
there could be listeners who, who might might want to absolutely. Want David, to your check them. is in the mail. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I've offered the same for Fabrice, but he keeps turning me down. Also, he's, so after, he's after, dating, and I've said, and he has this handsome picture on the podcast. I've said, contact Fabrice. <laughs> French accent. Good luck. Moving right yeah. along. <laughs> uh, musically inclined. <laughs> so let, let's uh, move on to the, to the methods segment. Thank you. This so is going to seem so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> which which negative thought would you like to work on first? They're all uh, re- re- really good ones, and uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. I guess I'm. I'm going to die sooner than later. Well, that's a fact, not a negative thought. And so we'd have to say, okay. why is that upsetting to you? Am I terrified of dying then? What, what, what I'm terrified it? of dying. Okay, and that's an emotion, right, okay. right, right? And we've got that up here. So the question is, what is it about dying that, that you're afraid of? <clears throat> well, number one is suffering. Mm-hmm. Number two is being a burden to others. Um, and number three is that there's no life after... after, after. So, so let's put the, the, these here and focus on those. I'll, I may be a burden to others. Number, number two... I may suffer. I, I may, may suffer with physical pain. Suff- yeah, physical pain. I suffer uh, with, with physical pain. Uh, and, and number three, uh, there, there may be no life after death. Mm-hmm. Now, let's work on these one, one at a time. Which, which of these do you want to focus on first? I may, I may be a burden to others. Okay, now the first thing, um, let's just identify the distortions in, in that thought, which is always a good good first first step. All or nothing thinking. Okay, and tell us why that's all or nothing. You're, that's a, a really good call, but explain that. Well, it's, it's going to the absolute and black and white. It's not, there's no, there's no middle ground. Mm-hmm. Like you offer nothing to others, you're only a burden. Yeah, just right. Very selfish. Yeah. Yeah. I think mental filter, dwelling on the negatives and ignoring the positives. Mental filter and discounting the, the discounting the positives, and spell that out for us, because that's that's really good. What you're saying right now. Why would that be mental filter and discounting the positive? Well, if it was, if the situation was reversed, it would be an honor for me to help somebody, and it is an honor for me to help other people. Um, and I don't, I don't focus on the negative. I, I focus on the positive. Um, so, is that true? What you're saying? Yeah, definitely. And can we? That's the number. That's this one here. Yes, I may be a burden of this. Just shout that here. It, 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 it can be an honor. To, for other to let other people help me, just as it's been an honor for for, for me to to yes. help others. Is that true? Definitely. 
I'd even wonder if there are other positives that might not be uh, acknowledged in this in this thought that I'm I'm burdening others. I could just share my my thought is that you're you're um, kind of showing an example of of how to gracefully go through a process is very scary and upsetting, mm-hmm. and that I think a lot of other people are are facing and or will face, and uh, it's it's um, just a gift you're giving today uh, to be able to talk about these things and explore them uh, in, in the way that we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say you're burdening others at this moment? No, not at all. Would, tell, tell me why. Because um, I feel like this is this is an opportunity for me to get help and to also help others. Can, can we write this right now? Right now, I'm not being a burden because I'm I'm, I'm receiving help and and it's an opportunity to help others. Is that true or just bullshit? No, it's true. But write it down. Write right, right now. Uh, right, right now, I'm not, not being a, a, a burden, and I'm, I'm opportunity actually, to help others. Actually, so you're saying uh, that people who hear this podcast may, may may be helped. Definitely, I hope. Uh huh. And is that real or just imaginary? No, I, I think it's real. So how much do you believe this between zero and 100? A hundred. How about the first sentence? A hundred too. A hundred percent. Now, we didn't ask you how much this. That was probably a hundred. Definitely. Uh-huh. Now, also, because see, part of the thing that's happening is you're popping like pop, popcorn. Like all of a sudden, see, in the old days when we'd have a negative thought, it like years ago, before we had some the paradoxical agenda setting, we'd be fighting with a patient about a negative thought for weeks, sometimes months before they they could crack it. And, and you're already we we're only into a couple of the distortions, and you're already cr- crushing this one. Why why is that happening so quickly? Because that, you know, I'm familiar with the the team approach, but I also feel that um, I mean, I just something just switched in my brain. I can't really explain it. Uh, I, I, I think looking at the all or nothing and mental filter enabled me to to um, turn that negative. Um, yeah, thought around. Yeah, and it's also a should statement. I mean, we could have found a lot more distortions. Yeah, definitely, self blame. Emotional reasoning, labeling, mm-hmm. all, all of those. Magnification. Yeah, magnification. But we didn't need to, to do that. And my theory about it is, is that um, you're giving, see, your brain has these two parts to it, this self-hating, self-critical part that, that was that been causing your, your suffering, mm-hmm. and that you're now giving the powerful rational, intelligent, compassionate part of your brain is, is working with us in a team. Mm-hmm. And then that makes it easy to crush these thoughts. Uh, and, and the reason that that's happening is, 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 is because 
you saw how this is not something, these thoughts aren't something to be ashamed of, but, but, but the manifestation of what's beautiful about you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so, it's surpri- again, surprising. Yeah. That it, that it bridges to the gap between those parts of the mind. The, yeah. The, the yin and the yang, and, and now, yeah. that now they're together and there's peace and harmony again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so now it's kind of easy to cross them out. How much do you believe this now that you're a burden, shouldn't be a burden? I'd say five. Okay, and just put that here. Okay, I'm sorry. And is that low enough on that one? Yes. Okay. Um, so we we can just move on to the on to the next next thought. We could have worked on that one more, but it's, it becomes overkill. But now the next thought here is: I may suffer with with physical pain. What what are the distortions in that thought? Again, all or nothing thinking. Put a o a o n. And when you say it's all or nothing, uh, what what do you mean? Well, it's a good point, but spell it out for us a little bit. Again, it, it just seems too black and white because um, one of the things that's, again that, that has surprised me about this whole process is I don't feel sick. And um, um, but you've had some pain. I've had some pain, but not not like a lot of people. Um, and um, for me, sometimes physical pain is a, is a teacher that reminds me that, um, you know, for example, when I get a migraine headache, you know, take some medication that helps instead of suffering. Yeah. So, you know, figuring out ways to relieve it or, you know, um, you know, walking on a regular basis, even though it may cause me to feel a little bit out of breath. Um, so... Um, so are, are you saying I've I've had some pain and 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 dealt with it reasonably well? Yes, I've dealt with physical pain for the most part reasonably well. So it's a self, form of self care. Yeah, I've dealt with physical pain reasonably well, and I didn't mean to inter- interrupt the. Distortion process. The the problem I'm I've been having recently is is just one distortion, and all of a sudden you 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 crush the thing. You don't get a chance to go into the other distortions. Yeah, once you've paved the way to defeat the thought, and there's no resistance to doing that, it just yeah, go, goes up in smoke. Yeah, right. right. Uh, what what are, just for the purpose of argument? What are the other distortions in this in this thought? A mental filter, discount the positives, mm-hmm. jumping to conclusions. Yeah, yeah. put that. I'm oh, sorry, David. M- MF, DP, DP, and then J- fortune telling. J- yeah. Uh, or JC, jumping to conclusions, fortune telling. Um, labeling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, I have a comment on the all or nothing. Yeah, I think that's that's sort of the granddaddy of all distortions. Yes, and and that all or nothing often applies in multiple dimensions. That it won't. Yeah. It, that I'll experience pain, and it'll be excru- It'll be the most excruciating type of pain imaginable. Yeah, and there'll be no than, treatment, and there'll be no treatment, no medication, and it'll go on forever. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, so it's it's multiple dimensions of all or nothing. Yeah, and there will be nothing good about it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's it's like multi-layer. Yeah, yeah, I know. Can you talk back to that? 
that 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 the the all or can you filter out the all or nothing component of that thought to create a new positive thought here? Will will your pain be the most excruciating imaginable pain at all times forever? No, the pain the pain my my hope or assumption is that the pain will ebb and flow. Okay. And the treatment will be adequate. Has that been your experience so far? Definitely. Yeah. And the other thing, you know, I think about is that um, I'm blessed because I I have access to adequate treatment, and a lot of people don't. Is that worth? That's a good down? reminder. Yeah. It's a remi- it's a reminder. Okay. How much do you believe all of this here? That's it's 102. 100. And then what has this one gone down to? You don't want to reduce this to no. 100, to, to zero, but what would what is it now? I would say 15. Okay, great. Now how about the, this 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 next one? There would be no life after death? Yeah, this is an, e- an easy one. <laughs> I wish. It is. What are the distortions in it? All or nothing. Yeah. Explain that. Uh, well, it's either or. I mean, it's either there's life after death or there's not. I mean, it's there's no. Seems to me it is kind of an all or nothing. I'm not sure that's a distortion. I can see it as we still have influence even after we're dead. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that, that's, that we, that's true. That everyone we've ever interacted with that, that, has a part true. of us. Hmm. You were talking about that about Obi. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah I that's, like that. that. That's nice. So, uh, so how would you? So you put A O N here, and then what would you? What would you write over here? So, in your own case. Well, my own case, um, you know, people and animals who have died continue to influence me, and I continue to be grateful for them. Put put that down. Have you ever had a positive impact on a patient? Yes, I have. I've saved people's lives. Mm-hmm. I know that. So they're going on on living because of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, there, I can there... say that with, cert- with absolute certitude. At, at the... But how how should I phrase it? Just say I've had a tr- you know I've saved people's lives and they had okay. a wonderful impact and they're you know this this will they, they will not forget this you know. Yeah, that'll have a ripple effect on on their family members too. Yeah. Well, I have another another uh, thing here. After you die, there will be something or nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what 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 is, what is seems to be the worst for you? Nothing. But the, then there will be nothing to be upset about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to imagine. And, and what if that there's would be something, like. then you can just say, "Oh, this is good. This is a good deal." So, surprise! So, either be a good thing, or there'll be nothing to be upset about. Right. I don't know if that's helpful for you. It is. I mean, we've talked about this before, as a matter of fact. So, um, 
Yeah, we'll be aware if there's nothing. So is that helpful to? Yeah, put yeah, down? yeah. In some ways, this is future tripping. Yeah, mm-hmm. fortune telling. Yeah, yeah. So how much do you believe these these levels? Oh, definitely a hundred. And now, does that reduce um, the concern here? Probably down to ten. Ten. So that's fine. So maybe oh, wow, we should whoa. just kick into uh, externalization of voices gear now. I'd love that. And we're going to high speed uh, stuff. We're double standard. Double one. standard too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, why why was that was that so easy? Um, well, I've been, obviously been doing a lot of thinking about this, and if I put myself in in somebody else's perspective, then it's make, this opens a different door. Um, is this real, or are you just helping out? No, this is Matt this and is, David. No, this is my, this is really mind boggling. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this to happen this quickly. Really it, isn't it interesting how we have uh, so much power in in our minds to to treat ourselves with warmth and compassion and, and, and logic, and yet we fall into this hole of, of self hatred and, and and suffering, and uh, that we are approaching that from a scientific psychological point of view. But as you know so well, this is a, a spiritual issue at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt will now explain what that means. Or Marilyn will. <laughs> I think it's over my head. <laughs> well, I'd I, love to I, do the double standard. I can address a little bit of that. Um, I've been honored to um, have encountered people who have a very deep spiritual life, and it's almost palpable. I mean, I can yeah. you can see it, you can feel it, I can experience it. I'm in absolute awe of it, absolute awe of it, and that, like the Pope might be like that, <laughs> Francis. But I'm thinking of the the former, the founding abbess of the monastery I go to, Miriam. I mean, I mean, I mean, she 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 was a mystic, so she clearly walked with the divine. However, one wants to define that. What's her name? Miriam. Oh, was Miriam. Sister Miriam? Well, she, yeah, but she always went by Miriam. Oh, she didn't like the is, tiles. Oh. Is part of what's mind-boggling that you have that inside yourself as well. <laughs> I would hope. Yeah, I, I think that's what's happening today, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, and I think I've experienced that with you all and other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and um, certainly, again, nature um, is is a is a source of that. I mean, I'm again awe, awestruck with sunsets or the moon, or you know how I'm jealous that my dog Maggie is always in the present moment. Except, oh, yeah. except at five o'clock when she begins to think, say, get, get up and say, it's dinner time. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, yeah. Or it's time for me to go out. <laughs> yeah. But other, I mean, I, and I, you know, so. Be, That's why I've loved the, the cats, just yeah. to be with them. And, you know, I used to say to Obi, one of us is, you know, I told you this, one of us is going to die before the mm-hmm. other one. And I don't know if it'll be me or you, but let's, we better just love each other and love our time together right now. Um, yeah. And um, well, anyway, let, show us how to do the double standard test. That's a really beautiful message, David. It was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Miss Obi. 
But I, again, I, get, I, I can see his picture. Oh, yeah, me too. I see it's his face. It just brings warm feelings face. every time I see yeah. that photo of him. Yeah. I had a dream about him the other night. Mm. I, I dreamt that he kind of came to me, like he, he flew to me or something, and just let me know like everything was okay. Was mm. okay. And then in the dream, I told Melanie, and she said, oh, I've been dreaming about him too. That was, that was all a dream. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know. This is a good dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, speaking of this life after death, I was really struck when I was in Nicaragua um, that when you mentioned somebody who had died, their response always was presente, like the person was still present in their lives. I think because of the mm-hmm. influence they continued to have, especially like people like Oscar Romero or you know family members and and, and animals as well. So right, that we all have a form of immortality. Yeah, I didn't. Th- but this is this is very insightful. I never really. I, mean, I can see that for others. I don't, I, it's hard for me to see it for myself. I can really, because I've experienced it with other people, and I definitely experienced the, the, uh, what I consider to be un- unconditional acceptance and love, which I think is again spiritual qualities, from the the, the uh, working with both of you. Well, let's advance this to uh, yet a higher plane. Show us how to do the um, paradoxical double standard technique with some of these other negative. I, I'd thoughts. be delighted to see if I could set that up. The double standards, uh, uh, just a really empathic method uh, for helping someone in a role play defeat their negative thoughts. And um, I would play the role of Marilyn's twin, uh, like a twin from a parallel universe and we're great great friends um we've had all the same experiences our whole life and all of the same thoughts and emotional responses and i'm coming to you because i need i need some help and some guidance uh today from you i've i've also uh, recently been been diagnosed and terrified of uh, uh lung lung cancer and gone through all of the procedures, a surgery. I've had fluid drained out of my lungs. Um, I've been told that, that my, my treatment is too expensive for me. Um, and I, I've had all, all the same feelings of, of uh, terror and guilt, uh, inferior feelings, lonely feelings. And I, I could really use your help today. And, and would you be willing to help me out? Mm-hmm. Definitely. One of the things that I've, I'm, I'm struggling with um, is, is this idea that I've really uh, wasted so, so much of my life drinking. And, and I just feel so guilty about that. Isn't, isn't that true that, that that's very bad of me and I, I, I shouldn't have wasted that time? Well, um I, I admire you for being um, aware of that insight, and my sense is, um, given what you've you've shared um, about yourself, is that you didn't waste completely waste all that time, that you somehow and not somehow that you did um, impact people, um, especially when you weren't drinking, and that was you know, where you you weren't drinking twenty four seven, but I did I do you know believe that the um, the feelings that you're feeling about the past um, have been a motivator for you to, you know, turn your life around in the present moment, and I think that's remarkable because a lot of people don't have that awareness or don't have that opportunity. They they die 
drunk. And and I've, I've turned been able to turn that around and do a lot of wonderful things in my life. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. I, I, that's one of the reasons I admire you. Do I need to feel guilty about that? I think a little bit of guilt is good because I think it serves as a motivator so that you're looking at the, this present moment and the future, but more in the present moment. But I don't think you need to beat yourself up and flagellate yourself about the past because you can't change it, mm. but you can learn from it. So I don't need to feel 100% guilty? I don't think you should. I know. No, definitely not. And and, and uh, are you telling me the truth or are you just bullshitting me to be nice to me? No, I'm being very honest with you. I'm not bullshitting you. And if that's true for, for me over here, is that also, and we're twins, is that true for you as well? Yes. And I, I really believe that now. Great. So do you want to write that in the right-hand column here, your daily mood log? About the the wasting time and what, what did you say? Now you came up with something really awesome. <laughs> Do you remember that at all? My mind's just be the friend friend again. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm just feeling really guilty, and and I'm telling myself I've I've wasted so much of my time, so much of my life because of my alcoholism. And, and um, I feel maybe I kind of should feel guilty. But I don't think you wasted 100% of your life. Okay. Um, and I think the guilt has been a motivator for you to be more present now and to, to make, and you've made a complete 100 and whatever that, that okay. Yeah, Get that gold good. on paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how quickly it can fly away. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. That, like there's these two parts of the brain, and if you sink back into that other part, then all of a sudden you can't re- even remember it. Yeah, yeah. We wake up, and then we fall back to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's so awesome, it's hard to t- really, really take it in, but I am taking it in. I like that perspective. Okay, I think I got it. How much do you believe that? I believe that 100%. And what's the belief in this one now? Um, Going down to... We don't bring this to zero, but what can we bring it down to? Five. Five, five. great. And can I take a turn now? We'll Absolutely. Take yeah. and, and I'm, again, this this friend of Marilyn's. Uh, well, you really helped me with that thought a lot. But I have another thought that uh, could, could, could you help me with... Um, and I've been telling myself that you know I'm not as spiritual as as as, as others a lot as a lot of other people, and that that I should be more spiritual because sometimes I, I I doubt even the existence of of God and and I feel that's that that shows that I'm bad and shameful and defective and hmm. right is it it shows that I'm bad does it? I just think bringing up the topic that you're not feeling spiritual as others. Already says that you're spiritual. Would you, would you, would you put that right, right here? This this thought shows that I'm, I'm spiritual, and is that true, or are you just being nice to me? No, I think that's I think that's very true. But shouldn't I have this uh, powerful conviction and spirituality? I think you already have it. I think it's growing. Hmm. But sometimes I, I doubt the existence of God. Is that wrong of me? 
<laughs> Did I tell you that I had a, a vision from God once when I was jogging? No. It, 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 this happened. I was in Gladwin jogging home from the train station. And while I was jogging, God came to me in a vision. And he or she said, David, if you believe in me, I'll be really disappointed. And I said, don't worry, big guy, I've got your back. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you doing that. <laughs> and he went on his way. He was satisfied. <laughs> you're, you're and first college uh, philosophy majors don't, don't <laughs> go there very easily. <laughs> um, could I see the mood log? Well, I finished. I want to. Oh yeah, continue. of course. Oh yeah. Our, our, I'm, I'm getting back to that. You don't feel spiritual. Others. I think you've had. Um, I know you've had because we're we're we've had similar experiences. I know you've had experiences where you've been caught in the sense of complete awe. Put 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 that here. When I'm around David. That's true. Some level. And then, uh, here's when a, are we going to get our robes, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> and then your halos. Our halos, yeah. No, I was thinking of well, John Muir uh, had had a quote which I just heard recently, and uh, which I really believe. He said, "If you want to see the face of God, go to Yosemite." Yeah, mm, I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's why nature's so. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's beautiful. So how much do you believe this? A hundred. Uh huh. And then how much do you believe this? Um, five. Five. R- r- right. So it's your turn. I, I think that was mine, right? Yeah, yes. that was great. That, that was, yeah, it was great. Yeah, and and again, uh, well, I have two quick quick questions here. The first, from a teaching point, here you you say you're dying of cancer, and now we're giggling uncontrollably. Is that unethical, <laughs> or you know? <laughs> um, well, I'm reminding of of Norman Cousins um, when he was dying, or told he was dying. He was in a hospital bed in those days, and he rented all the Marx Brothers movies, I Love Lucy episodes, and he he couldn't stop laughing. And other people, the doctors, and nurses came in, and within like a month or two, um, the cancer was in, in complete remission. Yeah. So I think laughter. I'm now learning that. I mean, it's worked for me in the past, but today it's really become a reality of how. Um, um, I mean, I emotionally I'm feeling different. Physically, I'm feeling different. Even spiritually, I'm feeling different. It's like this, I feel like I'm putting on, you know, when you go to the eye doctor and they, they put these, yeah, 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 and you yeah. can't see. Yeah, and, and now you're coming it's back like into clarity. focus. Yeah, it's got right. this clarity. Yeah, you're waking up again. Yeah. yeah. And then why is that happening so quickly? We're, I mean, we're moving slowly because we're at a leisurely pace, but you've been struggling with this and suffering with this for, you know, quite a prolonged period of time, and now suddenly you're just, just, flying out of it like a, a, a canary flying out of its cage and getting fly, flying around freely and easily. And, and again, why is that hap- happening so, so quickly? Um, well, number one, because I, I think I trust uh, both of you. And number two, I think these techniques really work. Um, but what is working? What does that mean? Like a listener will say, well, here, these techniques really work. And they will, they'll say, what techniques? What's working? Well, what, what is she talking about? Well, I think looking at the cognitive distortion. Well, number one, doing looking at my the, the feelings and looking at what was, excuse me, positive about them. What I 
I mean, I, that's just mind-boggling. Um, looking at the cognitive distortions and then being able to change the negative thoughts into positive thoughts and then doing the double standard technique. Um, Should we fly into externalization of voices? I'd be happy to. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's your turn. Uh, and you might need to introduce the, the technique. This is a slightly more... Well, that, that was a very pow- totally powerful technique, but, mm-hmm. a, but a kindly technique. You want to try an aggressive uh, te- yes. technique? Okay. So in externalization of voices, um, David and I would both take turns playing your negative thoughts, uh, just like they might occur in your own mind, and then you would have a chance to do battle with them. Or um, maybe you could think of like two different ways of, of, of defeating us. One would be through argumentation, talking back, finding the illogic, the irrational uh, component of, of what we're telling you. And then the other, uh, maybe more East, Eastern philosophy, would be to accept and embrace the truth in some of the negative thoughts in a graceful, uh, joyful way. Uh, so that would be the acceptance paradox. Uh, the, the latter is the acceptance paradox. The former is the defense. And so, um, so, so who will we be playing me, my negative thoughts. Yeah, we'll be playing your negative thoughts. And who who will you be? Um, the either the person arguing or accepting. Okay, great. And is there are there some which thoughts would you really like to defeat? Which point point out a couple so we know where to start. I'm going to die from this one. I'm going to die sooner than later. Okay. Yeah. Hi. I'm your negative thoughts, Marilyn, and I don't mean to bring you down or bum you out. I just wanted to let you know you're going to die sooner rather than later. Hmm. That may or may not be true, um, because I, I don't know the outcome of this of this medication, and. Um, um, It's, yeah. That's a tough one? It's a very tough one. Yeah, and, and when it gets, and I agree, I think this is a very tough one, and I would have difficulty with it, but I'd be willing to give it a go. We could do a role reversal where you play the negative thought, and I'd, I'd try to respond to it. Okay. And then if that doesn't work, we'll give it to David. <laughs> um, um, Marilyn, I hate to, I really hate to be the bearer of, of good news, but. You know, good you know, news, you said. The bad news. <laughs> Freudian slip or whatever. <laughs> Hopeful slip. Um, I really hate to be the bearer of, of really, really bad news. Um, but, you know, you're going to die sooner than later. And, and I have some sadness when I think about that because I love life so much. And I feel so joyful experiencing just all the little things in life, and my plan is, is, is going to be to enjoy all of those things as much as possible up until the very end and not get too caught up uh, with what the future holds. And I also have a question. You said I'm, I'm going to die sooner rather than later. Uh, when? I don't know. Oh, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did that do? Good. I like that. What did you like about it? Um, it, I think it com- combined the acceptance and the the challenging of it, and it's it seemed um, very hopeful for me. I have a, a I, ha- I can take a crack at that one. Yeah, give it to David, and then we'll do a, a role reversal too. Go ahead. So, um, you know, I've, I've 
looked at all the medical information about you and oh you have you're very good at that <laughs> i'm obsessive about it to tell you the truth um and um you know you're gonna die sooner than later well you know that's true of all human beings but i have another problem uh, much greater than that which is listening to your bullshit <laughs> Do you see that at yes. all? Yes. And what is the the point of that? That that's a good one. This is another way of saying the same thing. What is the point? Because you don't know. Well, uh, but but even if we did know, well, it's going to happen sooner or later anyway. Yeah, and is you're going to die. Is the problem the cancer or beating up on yourself? Beating, beating up on myself. That, that, that that's that, that, that's that's the pro- that's the issue. That's the, that's the point. problem. And then I could say, in a way, the cancer's it's painful and sad, but it's been a blessing because it's waking me up. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Uh, so who won? I did, or you did. We did. Yeah. Now let's try a role reversal. You. you okay, so we're back to being the negative thoughts yeah. then. Mm-hmm. And Marilyn uh, again. Um, Actually, I do kind of want to bring you down uh, by telling you that that you're going to die sooner than later. Uh, that may be true. That may not be true. Um, what is true is that I that I'm going to die. But um, I think having this diagnosis really has been a um, a blessing in disguise because it's it's enabling me to appreciate every single day and um, to have the um, motivation to live each day. To, my, to the fullest capacity that I possibly can, and to continue to be of service to others. I'm feeling put in my place. Did you win there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Big or small? Big. Big or huge? Huge. huge. And huge. how did yeah. you win, win huge here? What allowed, allowed you to, because we were saying this was so tough a minute ago, and now you've, you've smashed it. What happened? I think it was the, the acceptance and the hope combined. And, yeah. and being really aware of Need, really needing to be in the present moment. Yeah, I mean, I, but it's also the cognitive model that yeah. it, it, we're creating our own emotional reality right. at every moment of every day. That's a spiritual concept, and and I can I can be awake today, and this this can be a joyous experience, right right mm-hmm. here, definitely. Or, or I can throw ink in this beaker of water. And, and, and make it miserable for myself, but it's my thoughts mm-hmm. uh, r- rather than the rea- yeah yeah yeah. I'm getting getting more and more that it, it and that's this is surprising me since I've been doing this mo- model for some time. How strong the negative thoughts really, really are, and how much they really do drag us drag me down. Yes, and how it can be invisible that that's the cause of my suffering. It's such a basic concept that it's almost invisible, even to gifted cognitive therapists don't get it most of the time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's my turn here. I have a, an, another possible way of responding to that thought. I think we've smashed it into oblivion, but I wondered if this, this other way works too, which is uh, it's true that I'm going to die and suffer. And that's precisely what connects me with every other person alive today and who has ever lived, that I'm actually in really good company mm. through that suffering and through, through that dying process. Mm. Is that a I use, like that. useful response? Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, give, give it over to By David the way, there. somebody gave me a book, a gift of a book, but I don't read. <laughs> 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 and uh, I'll, I'll give it to you if you want. Um, I've gotten two gift books that I won't be reading, actually. You're happy to give them both to you, should you have the interest. Again, they're beautiful books, 
but I just really, I'm like Donald Trump, I don't read. <laughs> but you can't talk. <laughs> yeah, I talk. Like Trump. <laughs> Unlike him. But one is called The Tibetan Book of Living and Dying, mm. and it's written by some modern Buddhist guy. And the other is called The Buddha in the Mirror. Really? Yeah, mm. and uh, Practical Buddhism. And so if you, you yeah, remind me, you, then you can tell me what they're about. <laughs> okay, uh, which one should I hit you with here? Um, this one, I can't believe I have cancer. Yeah, no, could I talk to you for a minute? You know who I am. And Marilyn, and uh, of course, I'm that negative Marilyn. I just want to let you know that I, I can't believe that, that you have cancer. Because you didn't smoke. No. You, you don't deserve it. Uh, and you thought you were going to have a nice long life. Yeah, this, this, this did come as a, as a shocking surprise. Um, but the reality is um, that I do have cancer, and um, and I now have a choice. Um, it feels like there's a fork in the road. You know, one I can do my little pity party and feel sorry for myself and isolate and and you know um, become dark, and the other is to be, um, which I'm trying to, trying to do is to be really to be in the present moment, to be very very grateful. So, in many many ways, um, this diagnosis um, has been a um, a wake-up call and a um, um, invitation to a more grace-filled life. Who won? I did. Big or small? Huge. Yeah, it was huge. It's your your. I didn't your think I, I was wondering who was. I'm being channeled. <laughs> yeah, isn't it interesting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Can I can I just have one more round? Of here? course, David. But, <laughs> this is your show. Well, that may be true, but but don't forget that you've been duped by by religion and religions. You've been duped big time, and don't you forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think part of that is true. Uh, that I I think um, I'm not the only person I think that's been duped. But yeah, I, I was duped, especially growing up as a, a kid in the Catholic Church. But I think. Um, I've moved, I'm, I'm moving and have moved beyond that. Um, so I don't feel really duped because I've, I've experienced um, in a very deep way. Um, and I'd rather change the word from religion to spirituality because I think that's, that's more inclusive. I don't feel duped by spir- spiritual approaches to living and to life. Who won? I did. Big or small? Huge. Yeah. Again. And could you add to it? And, and furthermore, I'm going to stop worrying about being duped by religion. And I'm going to start teaching. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, or living it. Living it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a tough form of teaching. Yeah. Yeah. And that fork in the road, by the way, is not a choice when you have a terminal uh, illness diagnosis, we all have a terminal illness diagnosis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's a choice that people listening to this broadcast, their situation may be different from your own. The True. details will be different. But that, that's, that's a decision that we all have at every moment of every day to go to the dark or to go so, to the light. That probably sounds corny. Uh, 
so I will shut up and let Matt continue. No, but, I but, like your corniness, David. I think that's true. I think, um, you know, I have a ten- tendency to be very pessimistic, so I feel like I You? Can... <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I feel like I, I can choose to walk around with a dark cloud over my head, or I can choose to, you know, be awed by the moon or the sunset or... Yeah. or And not feel different then. I remember, I think I told you this story, I don't know that you've heard this... Years ago, um, a group of us were protesting at the federal building. So afterwards, we decided to go to the top of the Bank of America building for a glass of wine. And we were dressed in our protest clothes. And when we got to the top of the B of A building, of course, people were dressed in their business clothes. And so we sat there mumbling and, you know, putting them down. And they were obviously mumbling and putting us down. And all of a sudden, the sun started setting behind the Golden Gate Bridge and spontaneously the whole bar stood up and started applauding. Oh, wow. And wow. I realized we're not any different. Yeah, yeah, right. We're yeah. not any di- yeah. It was very hum- yeah. hum- humbling for yeah, me to realize beautiful. that. And to, to be aware of my judgmentalism, which is very strong. Oh, yes, right. Yeah, we judge others and we judge ourselves. creates hatred and moral superiority and we judge others and suffering when we, when we judge our, our, ourselves. And spirituality and recovery is... Is, is 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 escape from that system of blame and, and, and judgment. I love what both of you are saying, and uh, I also have a few other negative thoughts that I can <laughs> try to bring, bring up here, uh, hopefully with the same result that will we'll transform them uh, like alchemy into real gold here. Um, this The first one I have is I, I, I don't want to have cancer. Mm-hmm. That seems also like a true thought, like like there's a feeling in there, like I really don't want to have cancer. Um, is is that what kind of emotions are coming up uh, when you read that? I don't. don't well, want it's, to have it's anger. I mean, I don't want oh. to have cancer. It's like I when I get the flu, I don't want to have the flu. Yeah, it's unfair. Yes. Yeah, it's unfair. I mean, why should I be could you know, I, stuck in with the, with the stomach flu? But I, it is what it is. I love that. So could could I could I present you with that uh, like a should version of that thought? Um, like it, it, it's un, it's un, it's un, isn't it unfair? Is, is, isn't it true that you shouldn't have cancer because you don't want it, so you shouldn't have to have it? Yeah, I, and I have never smoked, so I, sh- I shouldn't have. Yeah, you've I, never smoked. I shouldn't have lung cancer. You, you but, shouldn't but, have lung cancer, but I do, and I have to accept that. I can't change it. Good. Who won well, that? I did. Okay. How about this next one? Is it? Does that say d- defective? I never. Oh, I've never had a life partner. Life partner. Okay, um, and so is Ugh. the is the idea that you're defective because you've never yes. had a okay. Yes. Uh, so Marilyn, I'm your negative thoughts again. I wanted to let you know that you're defective. Have you ever had a life partner? I was involved in a relationship for a period of time. Yes. Well, that doesn't count. So you're defective. <laughs> um, I am. I do have my defects, and I think I um, learned that my defects, um, to some degree. Uh, caused the end of that relationship, but um, I'm grateful that we have remained um, very, very good friends. So I, um, and I don't know the future. I may find a life partner. I'm, I mean, I'm again, I'm fortune telling about what may or may not be. Good. Who won there? I did. Good. Big or small? Big. Huge. Huge. Excellent. I think so. I'll give you another answer to that, but we don't need it. <laughs> but um, I have four life partners in this room at the moment. This is life, and and and, and I'm I'm connecting clo- closely with, with with people. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a, a value. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never thought about that. Yeah, that's true. And and I can be doing this all the time. 
right? Right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and we always have our, ourselves as our own life partner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, I, for me, it's it's reminding myself to be conscious of that. Yeah. Because again, I think that negative thoughts <coughs> take over and weigh me down instead of. Yeah. I'm I'm getting it. How strong the negative thoughts really. Yeah. That that's the problem. Not ha- not having some life partner or, or disease. Yeah, it's the yeah. Negative thoughts about X, yeah. Y, or Z. Is that interesting? It's fast. It's again. I've been doing this for for years now, and it's like I'm finally kind of getting much more clarity about how how this really. I think when I saw on TV, which is like Trump, my source of information since I don't read, <laughs> that there was a program about the Buddha. <laughs> and I probably didn't even remember this correctly, but it's, he had all these followers when he was alive, like 100,000 or something, or four or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he had like 100,000, but only three of them achieved enlightenment. And, and and I think it was frustrating to him because what he was trying to say was so easy and obvious, and yet people couldn't get it. Mm. And, and it's, it's the same. I mean, that is what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, You've really paved the road to enlightenment, David, through your mm-hmm. efforts and, and uh, attentiveness to, I think, all of the different aspects of the team model, uh, being careful to measure... Um, yeah. Outcomes yeah. scientifically to bring science into psychotherapy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope it. I hope it catches on. I hope. <clears throat> no. I hope people grasp it because it's been fantastic to have so many dear colleagues and talented colleagues to to evolve it. But, but yeah, sometimes I sit back and say this is really, really something so different. Like from the way you know we were trained, like in residency uh, just sitting and listening and say tell me more and just goes on and on for forever Let, let's just take a look here is, well, is there anything left, too about left? I, I think what also makes this more powerful very powerful um again is is the compassion I, i'm feeling the empathy yeah that's, um, that has to be there and that it's it's really a dialogue yeah and um it's like that that phrase where the answer lies within yeah yeah, and it's just allowing people to get access to it really quickly so you just don't spend decades wondering what does it mean, the answer, look within, what does all that mean? Uh, it sounds like mumbo-jumbo. And paying, you know, thousands of dollars, you know, and getting no, basically getting over or getting worse. Because this isn't this isn't a thousand, so just like twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you take credit cards. <laughs> Are there any of the negative thoughts that remain? We haven't hit them all, so see see if there's something because they're all going to be easy for you to smash at this point. Is there anything left? No. And then later, Fabrice. I don't know if you know how to use Dropbox, but we can get you a copy of the of the recording, right? And oh. then you'll want to write down the negative thought, the positive thoughts. Complete the daily mood log on 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 paper, uh, and listen to the recording. Oh, definitely. Um, but let's let's now let's do a couple end of session things here. And see how how you're feeling just at this moment, okay. right, right now. How sad and depressed are you feeling just right now? 
Probably five. Five. And then how anxious? Two. Two. How ashamed? Zero. 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 Zero on that, and that one was uh, defective. defective in the yeah, uh, zero on lonely, zero lonely. Uh, um, hopeless, discouraged. Um, I'd say a one. One frustrated, a one angry. Um, a one. One and so you exceeded all of your goals and all of these negative feelings. You know, everything was five percent, two percent, one percent, zero percent. So this this looks like this mind-boggling high-speed change in in the way you've been feeling. And again, what what would you say were the healing dimensions? What what brought this about? It's question number one and question number two. Is this real or some contrived thing for the purpose of a podcast? And you did a good job. We uh, from the, uh, the modeling agency, the, uh, the send the actor for today's <laughs> fake. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you seem very real. <laughs> I am very real. <laughs> so, what, what were what were the the healing uh, dimensions? Because a lot of people listening, they'll say, "Well, I've been in therapy for well, I had a hiker uh, decades. Well, who who had had I won't say anything." reveal anything but 18 years of Mm. uh, therapy without much if any tangible change and um, just twice a week of talking and listening and maybe there was some some value there but she couldn't remember any Mm. but this this was something very very fast Mm -hmm. and um, what what why, why did this happen so rapidly, and was was it real? Has there been a change in the way you feel? Yeah, it's been, it's been very real, and definitely there's been a change in how I'm feeling. Um, as I said, I'm feeling different emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And I think, it, again, it goes back to the empathy I am experiencing. I was, again, just blown away by looking at my um, feelings and seeing... The positives and the advantages of having those feelings, and um, but just say why did that help you? Why? Because usually we think about depression. The people want attention. They get secondary gain. We look at motives for maintaining symptoms in this very negative perspective. That the people are afraid of change. They want to feel sorry for themselves. Uh, they they want to get attention from from other people. And, uh, and that that's the way I was taught to think about therapeutic resistance is this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bad part of the person's uh, character or something like like that and what we, what we're doing here is is saying that you resist letting go of your symptoms because th- they're actually the expression of the, the most beautiful mm-hmm. part of you and 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 we came up with this list of 43 beautiful things about you like humility uh, and then that was real. It wasn't something something contrived. It wasn't like a fake compliment. And then why you're saying that that touched you in some way? Can can you? Well, I think my tendency is to li- to live in the negative, um, quote unquote, negative feelings and negative thoughts, and to realize that there is positive. There can be the opportunity of seeing the positive in feeling sad and depressed or anxious or guilty that. 
it's a complete, um, for me, it's been a complete reversal. It's like, wow, I never would even think of looking at the, as depression as somehow revealing something that's good about me or positive or awesome. Um, so I think it's it's the paradox. It's it's the complete paradox of, of this t- turning, seeing things from an t- entirely different perspective. Yeah. Is that is that helpful? I think all of these things are are helpful. How would you put it, Matt? Yeah, I think it's uh, kind of making making friends with the enemy in a, in a way. Yeah. What we're when we're being critical of ourselves, we oftentimes um, feel so crummy as a result of that that we feel, feel like we have to do battle uh, with the with the critic rather than notice what the the, the beauty in the critic is. And when we've done that, the, the critic just kind of rolls over. And, yeah, you know, it's that's, like, that's huge. That's huge. And then another thing I was thinking about, maybe uh, Fabrice will have some questions for for you, Matt, and maybe even for Marilyn, too. But um, the um, uh, uh, something phenomenal to say, and I have no idea what it was now. <laughs> You'll think of it as soon as I start talking. Yeah. I, I wanted to th- wonder how, how do you do relapse prevention these days? Is that some? Is that still an important aspect of uh, uh, the treatment? And um... yeah, yeah. The 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 there, there there's just a couple a couple. We could do a little quick relapse prevention training here. Uh, the these negative thoughts, all this will come back full blown. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah, definitely, and and so uh, there's three parts that I think about of relapse prevention training. The first thing is for you to know that this this all this will come back, uh, and and that that's not bad. That's not shocking. Uh, you know, the Buddha said we all drift in and out of enlightenment, and no one is entitled to be feeling in this spiritually enlightened state or the happy state all the all the time. Um, the second thing you need to know is that it's okay when, when you relapse uh, be, because you can pick up these same exact tools and, and go through this, this exact process. You can even listen to the, 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 uh, the tape again, mm-hmm. but you need to write down the negative thoughts, identify the distortions in them, and talk back to them, as well as uh, say to yourself, what do these negative thoughts and feelings show about me that's positive and awesome? The techniques that helped you today will always help you. Uh, the, 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 the third thing is to talk back to the thoughts that, that might come up when you have a relapse. And we could jot down a couple of them right now and then s- s- smash them. Like, uh, let t- take a piece of paper and let's just, uh, do you have a blank piece? Or, or I, I can, I can, well, you can put them right here on, a, on another daily mood log. Okay. And, 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 and what, what are you going to tell yourself? Like, like one negative thought was the, the, the treatment didn't really work, something like that. No. Like when you relapse, say, tomorrow or in a week from oh. now. What, 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 like a lot of times people say, oh, this shows that the treatment wasn't effective or shows I'm really hopeless. Or what, what, what are the, the relapse thoughts that you might have? Yeah, the techniques didn't work. Yeah, te- techniques didn't work. I'm a failure. I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm I'm a failure. Um, here about, we here we go again. Yeah, here here we go again. And my problems are real, right? Definitely. I was just fooling myself. It burns this house. <laughs> my problems are very real. Yeah. It, it really is hopeless. Yes, it is hopeless. 
And and also, uh, we could just throw in one of these. Uh, you know, uh, 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 like, uh, I'm not spiritual enough. Okay. Any of these can right, be added. Right. Can I also throw out one mm-hmm. other thought? I think it's a tempting thought that we want to have permanent enlightenment just like i'd like like to have a permanently perfect body i'd like to work out just once in my life and get, yeah. get the body that i want yeah that's I'll floss right, my yeah. teeth so well yeah that i never have to floss my teeth yeah. and, and the same thing goes for like, uh, so i shouldn't relapse or i should be happy now or there or should be some type of treatment that is permanent oh uh, yeah the, yeah treatment i should, should go look for that other better thing yeah treatment. rather than just yeah. do, do what it should for me but yeah. yeah maybe the psychodynamic people were right after all <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not deep enough there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, Trump is right. Yeah, yeah. Now let's do externalization of voices and imagine it's two weeks from now and you, you woke up and you're suddenly in this very bad mood and you're 100% depressed and angry. And, 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 and what is your name? Marilyn. What's my name? Marilyn. And could I talk to you for a minute, Marilyn? Yes. I, I, I just want to remind you that this proves that the treatment didn't work. Um, I disagree with that. Um, you know, today's just is a bad day, and um, I I have to go back and um, listen to the the tape again, and write down. You know, do exactly what I, what I was told to do. I have to write down my negative thoughts, um, see what positive, um, awesome things come out of my feelings, um, look at the cognitive distortions, and then write down my positive thoughts. Um, so the te- techniques haven't worked today because I haven't worked them. Who won? I did. Big or small? Big, Big or huge? Huge. Huge. Okay, your turn. Yeah, Marilyn, I'm concerned that this relapse means means something bad about you. I think it means that you're a failure. Um. Again, I'm, I may, you know, I may feel like a failure right now because um, I woke up feeling like a failure, but I haven't given myself a chance here doing the techniques again and listening to the tape. So I didn't fail um, on the 10th of June. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a complete failure. It's just I'm having a, a bad day right now. And I, I think I have the capacity to turn that around. Who won there? I did. Big or small? Big. Huge. Big or huge? Huge. huge. Okay. But, but Marilyn, uh, I know you, you beat us down on that idea that you're a failure, but, but there's this other negative thought that you, you won't be able to defeat. Your problems are real. That's true. My problems are very real, and um, I'm uh, but I don't have to let my negative thoughts um, be as destructive as they can be. Um, I can accept the fact that you know I have cancer, and um, but I don't have again. I I can choose to challenge those negative thoughts and turn them into positive thoughts and um, move forward. Who won? I did. Big or small? Big. Big or huge? Huge. huge. Okay, your turn. Um, well, h- here we go again. This relapse is, is going to be never-ending. You're not going to be able to get out of it. Well, I think every day it's going to be here we go again. And again, it's it's going to be um, I can, you know, get weighed down by my negative thoughts or I can, you know, utilize the techniques that, that I learned here today and apply them in the future. 
Um, and uh, maybe even kind of laugh that, oh, here we go again. Um, this is another opportunity to, to learn something new. And who knows how my negative thoughts may change this time. Good. Who won there? I think I did. Big or small? Big. Big huge? or huge? Huge? Okay. Yeah, that may be true, Marilyn. I know you beat down that other negative Marilyn, but this one. Oh, no, it's your turn. Or is it my it's turn? turn. I think it's my turn. Yeah. turn. yeah, I just want to remind you that you're not spiritual enough. And there are some other, like, spiritual giants out there. I'm <laughs> <laughs> walking in the shadow of them. <laughs> are we done with that one? Yeah. <laughs> okay, just sure. touch the touch the clothing. <laughs> Have a cup of tea with them. <laughs> I'm more spiritual than you. <laughs> Maybe I can walk on water now. <laughs> Maybe if you've had a relapse, that means that, that this, this type of therapy is, is incomplete, that there's something missing in you, that you need to try something else that's different and goes deeper. No, I don't want to go there. Um, I've, I've seen it. I have had the privilege of seeing this technique work with other people, and it's been unbelievable. And I really can't believe how much how how different I feel right now because of, of this experience. So um, I... I know this technique works. It's just I have to remind myself to, you know, when I get bogged down by my negative thoughts or if I get in, overwhelmed by my feelings is to, you know, turn the page and, you know, go back to these techniques because been there, done that, and it's worked. But aren't you entitled to permanent recovery forever? I don't think anybody's entitled to permanent recovery. I think it's a process. Mm-hmm. And I think hopefully... From my experience, every time I've, I've, you know, um, I learned something new. It's, mm-hmm. you know, like in the olden days when I practiced the piano, it's, you know, practice and then all of a sudden one day it's, um, I can actually get through this piece of music. Yeah. I don't right. want to be like Oscar Levant who, you know, because he couldn't play the piano perfectly, he drove himself crazy. And it's that process of growth that's fun and pleasurable. It, yeah. And it's spiritual. So you're saying relapse is fun? Yeah, it can be. Yeah. (laughs) Possibility. Will, uh, this has been a great great gift that you've given to us and hopefully to many people who will hear hear this this podcast. Um, Just, I can't can't thank you enough. Same same with me, Marilyn. I feel so grateful uh, that you you came today and... um, and David, it's great working with you as always. Oh yeah, this was, uh, and we 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 kind of created something beautiful here today, mm-hmm. uh, creation. And, and because it's recorded, who knows what reverberations it will have. Uh, Let's hope. And this has been such a gift for me because I mean I admire both of you so much and have such respect, and um, and a deep love for both of you, um, and so. Um, I, I know that when I go home, I can envision this room with Fabrice and the, the beautiful mm-hmm. trees and just being here in the space. Look at the moving. I know, the leaves. They're changing. Yep. And when one leaf falls, it doesn't say, oh, damn, I fell. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my turn. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, and then uh, we'll report later on the end of session scores on, on the brief mood survey and uh... very good okay
And this concludes uh, the live session with uh, Marilyn. Uh, this has been, uh, you know, I quoted earlier Marilyn saying this this is mind blowing. It's mind blowing for me just to witness it, and uh, and I know that a lot of our listeners appreciate this. And those live sessions have been very popular. Um, just to give a, a preview of a coming attraction, uh, David, you you did an intensive uh, several weeks ago, and uh, the person you work with uh, recorded the. Uh, the session on a cell phone so the the audio is not going to be uh, fantastic but the content is just amazing and so we're going to be editing that coming up soon and and publish it on the podcast so that's uh, something to look forward to and again um, I'm asking our listeners to please um, um, leave a review on iTunes uh, forward uh, a link to the podcast and to the website to uh, friends and, and colleagues and to leave uh, comments and question on the on the website on, in the show notes. And by the way, um, we will have um, the the mood survey and uh, the daily mood log um, copied onto the the show notes for all three segments, so that people can follow along uh, as uh, as uh, you guys are are doing this. And this may be a little bit late to say this, but that that's what we'll have. And I would like to give Marilyn the last, the last and final word about this and see where she's at after this two-and-a-half-hour session. I'm feeling an uh, incredible uh, sense of peace and acceptance mm-hmm. and gratitude. Um, I, I came in here feeling very anxious and wondering, you know, is this really going to be helpful? And I'm, again, I'm just, my mind is just blown and I feel like my heart has been cracked open uh, in a very positive way. Um, so I'm just really, really grateful. And um, I think this is one of the most um, incredible te- uh, approach to psychotherapy that I have um, experienced and utilized. So, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. This was just an amazing experience. And um, what uh, we'll do is uh, I'm going to leave uh, a raw uh, sound file of uh, the session in its entirety for people to listen from stop, you know, start to finish. And um, looking forward to our next podcast. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Massive audience. This has been another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast. For more information, visit Dr. Burns' website at feelinggood.com where you will find the show notes for this podcast under the blog page and where you can leave your comments and questions. The website has an abundance of resources for therapists as well as non-therapists, including books, workshops, a list of online training groups around the world, and much more. Theme music is Gypsy Jazz in Paris, 1935, composed and performed by Brett Van Donsel. I am your host, Fabrice Nye, and I invite you to join us next time for another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast.